Hey, Christine, welcome to the playroom today. Hey, hey, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Faber. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. And big shout out to Clubhouse because, you know, that's where we met and we've yeah. been able to build a strong, I don't even know where it's going to. But <laughs> wow, it's so cool. Like, I have really enjoyed being able to meet people like you and actually do something about it, you know, and build relationships, which I think a lot of people miss when it comes to social media platforms. So exactly. That's true. I would love people to know more about you and what you do, because this is an exciting time we're in, you know, things are looking good. And I know there's a lot of information you can give us today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you um, again for having me. Um, my name is Christine and I actually started, I got into this social media world because I started blogging back in 2012 and my blog is called Moms in Charge, no I, and my blog actually started as something to help empower other moms, one, to feel good without feeling guilty and two, to help them understand that they can go after their goals and dreams in addition to being a great mom. And so in starting that blog, it was actually something I needed for myself as well, because I had uh, left my corporate job the year prior, um, was home with three kids, a newly stay-at-home mom with three kids under three, and was trying to figure out what was next. And one of the ways that I kind of, you know, connected with other moms and kind of got out of the everyday of being at home was in Facebook groups. So yeah. I would get in these Facebook groups and hear other moms talk about all of these goals that they had and, you know, how they had to wait for their kids to start school or to finish school or to get, you know, move whatever the case may be. But it was the common denominator was they felt like they had to wait um, to take action on their goals um, until their kids, you know, were out of the house. And so my blog started as, you know, a resource for them to empower them to say, hey, you can do both. Like, you can be a great mom and you can go after your goals and dreams. So that's how I started getting into, you know, blogging and, and just being able to market my blog and get more than just my mom and my sisters to read it. <laughs> I had to learn how to use social media and all of the different tools that were out there. So started, you know, really understanding, um, you know, Twitter was one of the main platforms. I used obviously Facebook um, initially back then and, you know, building relationships. That's yeah. how, you know, I was able to connect with producers, with local, you know, news stations and things like that. And then started working with brands. So, now, um, I still blog, I still work with brands, um, but primarily uh, my my main agency, which is The Social Scoop, we work to help entrepreneurs grow their audience, influence, and income. So we have a done-for-you social media agency, full-service management, and then we have a membership that is primarily mompreneurs and solopreneurs to help them learn to grow their platforms and their businesses using social media. That's amazing. I would definitely say your website is so attractive. That's what I'll, I'll tell you. From the entrance, from the loading, all the way to the <laughs> graphics, it's. We just launched it on my birthday, so. Okay. Oh, uh, and yes. Also, speaking of birthdays, happy birthday to your hubby too. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, he's my biggest cheerleader. The reason that I do, you know, a lot of what I do, he's always pushing me to do more and be better. So I'm grateful for him. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Anytime. Now, it will be great to learn more about mompreneurs and solopreneurs. For people who don't know who those are, it sounds yeah. like it's very basic, but there's there's a lot of depth to it. So can you elaborate more and tell us who they are and what they do? Absolutely. So the mompreneurs and solopreneurs, um, mompreneurs specifically because that's what I am. I'm a mom, um, but I also run a business. So these are generally women who are, you know, trying to navigate the life of being a mom, a full-time mom, a full-time business owner. Some of them also work nine to fives, right? They might have a side hustle. Um, so it's the same thing with solopreneurs. They might be working a side hustle, trying to build their, their dream, their business on the side, but also working, you know, in corporate full-time, or they may be full-time entrepreneurs. Um, and, you know, they may not necessarily have 
the um, the children at home, but they may have other responsibilities. They may be caregivers, but also trying to grow their business. So those are kind of the two um, parallel uh, avatars of clients and customers that we primarily work with. And when you think about those two, do they come together? Do they work together or are they independent when they're in the membership? So, you know what, it's it's interesting because we have both and I've seen how, you know, there's definitely some collaborations that happen. Um, we have a mixture of service-based businesses and um, product-based businesses. So we have people that sell products, um, you know, hair products. We have, you know, um, like journals and planners and things like that. And then we also have people who are service providers. So we have um, a couple of doctors in there and they provide, you know, services online, virtual services and things like that. Um, you know, and they've been able to collaborate. So it really just depends. Um, you know, I like to encourage, you know, the members, the members to really get to know each other and to figure out ways to collaborate. You know, with a couple of my members, I've been able to collaborate. Um, I have two daughters that have um, Instagram profiles um, that I manage, but you know, with the sense of one of them is actually a kidpreneur. So my daughter, my 11 year old started a business um, when she was nine. And um, you know, so we started her Instagram at that point in time. And so, you know, I've been able to use their platforms to collaborate with a couple of the members to help promote their products um, using affiliate links. So, you know, it's it's kind of like full circle. Like we're, we're all about, you know, when one person wins, we all win. <laughs> so as much as possible, we try to encourage, you know, being able to leverage each other's networks. I love that. I love the fact that the kids are also getting involved because the earlier they start, the better it is for them later on. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I wish I knew half of what <laughs> my kids do or that I even had their level of confidence like at their age you know um my youngest is a gymnast um and then the girls um they're 9 11 I have a 13 year old son as well he's more like my husband likes to be behind the scenes <laughs> but um my girls you know also have a YouTube channel that they you know started um my daughter my 11 year old is one that actually started out doing all of the editing video editing and so now they actually get paid um, to create video content for a STEM, an online STEM uh, school where they're teaching um, kids how to edit videos. Um, and it started literally from social media. It started from me reaching out to a company that was like, I love what you're doing. This is, you know, I'm a homeschool mom as well. So I reached out to them. I said, hey, we'd love to use your program. We did a, a small campaign with them. And then lo and behold, they were looking for instructors and my girls were already doing video editing. So now they're able to actually get paid to teach other kids how to create videos and edit them. Wow, that's so inspirational. I feel like every mom should think about their kid and say, what do you do? Like, what can you do today? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I mean, it's giving them the tools. Like when I think about all of the things that I struggled with as an adult, like getting over my fear of public speaking and just, you know, speaking up for myself. Like these are life, you know, lessons and life values and life things that we need to learn. And so, you know, I was like, I don't want my kids to be like me, <laughs> you know, when I want them to be able to get up and speak in front of anybody, you know, yeah. I want them to be able to own who they are, um, you know, love who they are. You know, that's a big part of my mom's in charge brand is self-care, you know, because I had to learn that as, you know, a mom with three kids, three young kids, like I lost my identity to motherhood, um, you know, became everything that I did. And so I had to learn how to get those things back. And so, you know, I teach my kids, like, you need to love yourself, you know, my husband and I, like, you need to love yourself first <laughs> before anybody else um, and learn how to take care of yourself and speak up for yourself. And then, you know, everybody else comes after that. And I think that, you know, with that and just building up their self-confidence as kids, it's just, I mean, I see in them now, like how confident they are in front of the camera or, you know, somebody asks them a question and they can get up and, you know, speak, you know. So these are the things that I'm just like, if you can get these, you know, things now when you're young and be confident in that, like nobody's going to walk over you. Exactly. <laughs> so would you say like, as they're growing older, and getting more mature and being more independent, 
are they going to venture into the whole um, nine to five lifestyle or would they be so engraved in their business that they're now thinking about partnerships and investments? You know, it's funny that you say that. I mean, you know, definitely no knock to the nine to five. Um, but I know like just, I think exposure is everything, right? And so, you know, like my son, he's currently, he's 13, he's interested in, in engineering. He's not really sure where so he's been trying out different areas whether it's um you know coding or music engineering so you know with him not really sure he could still do his own thing um my girls have been you know even now like they are um they're kind of uh mini franchisee owners of like uh, another brand called gabby gabby bows and so they actually sell gabby bows products we just got them into a local beauty supply store recently um, you know, so they sell to this beauty supply store. And so I think for them, there's the, the world is their oyster. Like they know, you know, how to make money. They know that, okay, if I make this, like I can, <laughs> you know, so it's always pushing them um, to, to figure out what they want to do. Like that's really what we are trying to get them to know. Like you don't have to wait for somebody to give you something. Like yeah. you can go out and create your own opportunities. And that's really, you know, what we try to instill in the kids. Like if they decide, okay, I want to go and work in corporate, they can. But then they're also able to go out and make their own money and do what they want. Yeah. And I think that's the level of independence that kids today should learn because it's not about, hey, mommy, I need $20 for ice cream. It's like, how can I make these $20 and then save those $20 for the next $20 that's coming, you know? It, yeah, it, it, and to your yeah. point, like that's one of the things we always, you know, we're big on mindset. You know, yeah. my husband does a whole mindset lecture with them every day. And anytime they ask for something, like they know they're going to get the answer of figure out how you can get it done. Mm. Like knowing your mind first, understand that you can get it and then figure out how you can get it done. Like, because his thing is, and we've always taught them, like, we don't want you to always immediately come to us because you want something. We want you to figure out a way or an idea of how you can get it done and then understand that when you believe it in your mind that it can actually be done. So absolutely, to your point, that's exactly what we want them to take away. I love that. Now, I'm thinking also before the mompreneurship started, how was your entrepreneurship lifestyle? Is it any different from a mompreneur? Of course, there are new things, but as far as the dynamics, how does that go for you? So it's funny because I had dabbled in, you know, some direct sales opportunities before I became a mom, but I was never really like into it, right? I never was really like all the way there. And so I worked in corporate. I actually left my corporate, my last corporate job when I was uh, six and a half months pregnant with my last born and she'll be 10 um, next month in June. So, you know, I actually grew into entrepreneurship with my kids and I feel like because, and it's funny because I, I, I was dabbling even in the blogging, right? But then once my son got to preschool and you know, in preschool age, that's when, you know, they start asking you like, hey, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. And, you know, all these things, right? And so it, it, it was in that moment that, you know, as people are asking him and as I'm asking him, and I'm thinking, I'm telling him, oh, you can do and be anything you want to be. And I started asking myself that question. Am I doing what I want to do? Am I being who I want to be, who God created me to be? And that's when I was like, oh, I need to be the example for the kids because they need to see mommy going after her goals and dreams and not allowing, you know, circumstances to prevent me from doing that. And so literally, I feel like that's, you know, the example, like even when my, you know, my daughter had the opportunity to be a part of a, a book launch um, with 25 other kidpreneurs, um, this was back in 2018. And, you know, she's also, she also sews. So she had um, a sewing business and, you know, just very creative. And so like, she was like, oh, I see my mommy do it. And, you know, sometimes we don't realize that they're watching or they're paying attention more than they are. Yeah. And so, you know, in that moment when my son was going to preschool and we started having those conversations, that's when I said, oh, I need to actually be an example for my children. You know, my parents were entrepreneurs. My dad mostly is who we saw 
Um, but we didn't really know how much my mom was an entrepreneur until recently. Um, and so, it, you know, I guess it's one of those things that was ingrained in me that I, you know, but I never thought that I was going to be a full-time entrepreneur. Like I used to work in HR management. And so I loved my job. I just didn't like where I was working at the time. So I had planned to go get another job and, you know, all this other stuff. And then I, I was at home with the kids and I was like, oh, I want to be here for them and I want to be the example that they need to see. So that's amazing. It makes me feel like now when we're in this entrepreneurship mindset and the kids come, the entrepreneurship shouldn't stop. It should kind of reflect onto the kids because now what you're bringing back home on a daily basis is because you want to make sure the house is in order. So, yes. so how does that play into your planning and to making sure that everything is, is in the house? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. Like, it is a, it's a daily juggling act. You know, I think having a village, which I talk about all the time, um, you know, I was, fortunate enough to be able to write an article in Essence Magazine a couple of years ago. And it was all about how, you know, as moms, like it, even if we feel we don't have a village, we need to go out and create our own villages. Like we were not meant to do this alone, especially as an entrepreneur. So, you know, thankfully I do have a very strong support system um, with my husband and, you know, I have a big family. Um, and so, you know, the support has definitely been there. Sometimes even when you have support, you don't always ask for it, <laughs> ask for what you need. And so that also was, you know, a learning curve for me, like, okay, this is what I want. Um, so, you know, I think asking for what you want, you know, my husband being a big support system, you know, having these conversations, like, here are my goals, here's what I'm working on, you know, how can you support or here's what I need. You know, I will, I'll be really busy during this time because I have to go live th these days and I'm, you know, working over here with these clients, like, here's what I need you to do, or here's how, you know, I need the support, you know, these last couple years, um, this last year, especially definitely been more intentional about what I take on and making sure that, you know, as a family unit, you know, our unit is strong. Um, you know, even with the kids, they know like, daddy, mommy, we come first. Like our relationship is what, <laughs> because if we're not, if we're not here, if we're not tight, like you all are going to suffer. And so we make sure they see the unit of us together, um, you know, unified front at all times, you know, and then it's like, okay, we can pour into you. Um, but we need to make sure that we have, you know, us together. And so, you know, for us, it's really been about the support it's been about making sure I understand like what I need and being able to ask for the help and then having these conversations with our kids. I think sometimes, you know, when we're working from home or, you know, everybody's been working from home, right? Recently, I think we tend to forget that our children just want to be communicated to, right? So I stopped just saying, oh, mommy's working, but I started showing them, oh, here's what I'm doing, right? And so, you know, when I would go live, my girls would be here. So I know that that's a lot of why they're comfortable in front of the camera. Like I literally would walk in and on them, like literally mocking me. Right. Like <laughs> my whole life, because I used to say the same like intro all the time. So I would walk into them, like mocking me, like, you know, this, you know, just role playing. Um, but bringing them into what I'm doing so they can see, this is why it's taken me so long to do this or, Oh, look, this is a client mommy's working with, and this is what we're doing for them. But just so they understand, like, what does it mean for you to work? Like what, you know, and then making sure that if I say that I'm going to do something, I follow through on that. Yeah. Um, promise the kids because that's important too. Like we expect them to follow up. You know, I just had a conversation with my daughter about something she wanted to do or change with her YouTube channel, you know, wants to do something else. And I'm like, listen, we don't have a problem with you changing your mind, but we want to make sure that you keep your word. Like that's what we want to instill in you is that if you say you're going to do something, we want you to do it. And so those are the types of, I guess, lessons and examples that we're trying to set for the kids. Like do what you say, say what you do, but I also like hold me accountable too. Right. So we ask the kids like, if we're doing something like let's have a conversation and so to your point recently we just started having trying to have like weekly family meetings where we're like okay what are your goals what are you trying to do um how 
can we improve as parents, right? <laughs> and what can we, you know, because that feedback is important. I grew up in a very African household. We weren't allowed to speak our mind about certain things or, you know, express our, you know, displeasure <laughs> in yeah. parenting, right? So we're, we're, we're trying to change that and we want to make sure that our kids are heard, that their voices are heard and they disagree with something that we have those healthy conversations about it. I love that you mentioned the the fact of the the home bringing, the upbringing, the cultural bringing. And I also grew up in an African home too. And I know how it can be very stern, very strict, very... It's that installation of not fear, but of respect that gives you that confidence to be the person that you want to be and to show to your kids. But now when we see that social media is literally open-ended, you can search for anything today and get it. So how do you give that parental guidance, even though they're still in that entrepreneurial mindset, with them not even getting into those deep rabbit holes or those black holes that are, you know, we talk about them every day, cyberbullying, you know, child, you know, trafficking, all those things that we don't want to see our kids go through. How do you monetize and still stay within that um, guideline? Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a great question. So I will say that my, my kids don't have access to social media. Um, so like my girls, Instagram accounts, I manage their accounts. You know, I have them like, Hey, what do you want to say about this post? And you know, for my 11 year old, absolutely. She creates like the content, like send me your caption and I'll post it. And then, you know, if they have comments, I'll give them my phone. Hey, you have some comments to respond to and I'll allow them to respond to those comments. Um, but we had to have a serious talk even last year because, you know, um, a TikTok account was created. Now, mind you, I didn't realize that once the once the app is downloaded on a phone, um, even if you delete it, they don't need permission to uh, request that to download that app again. So, like with our with their phones, they can't download anything unless like we get a notification on our phone. So, there's definitely a lot of security uh, things that we have set up. We even have an app that you know notifies us if they're you know click on something, look on something that's, you know, whatever. We could see their conversations and they know this. So it's not like, you know, but they know like, hey, <laughs> make sure you're not looking at something, saying something to, you know, we could see their conversations on our phone. But anyways, we had a had an issue with, you know, my 11 year old because I had initially, um, there was a, a point where I had downloaded TikTok on their phone because again, you know, they're, um, influencers in a sense and so we were having to create some content and so I had to download it off of her phone but then I deleted it and so we've had these conversations like this is why you know you can't be on these social media platforms like I know all your friends are on it and it's you know it seems like it's innocent but there's a lot that's not right um and so she was creating an account that we ended up on it because I don't think she realized like no I, I know like how to use these things right I could see like notifications and I'm like I didn't create this um and so you know we had to have a really tough conversation um and we also watched some a couple of documentaries about child trafficking and social media and how it happens um and and having those really you know, serious, deep conversations because it's like, listen, I know you think that we're just being difficult and hard and we don't know what we're talking about and we're old and all these other things um, because we were your ages once. I was like, but this is why it's important. Um, this is why we don't want you having your own accounts because you're too young to understand the dynamics of what happens, the dynamics that just because someone looks a certain way or tells you that they're this age and their profile picture looks like they're a kid, that they're a grown adult behind that image. Um, and so it's having these difficult, sucky conversations um, that we have to have every now and again to remind them like, hey, you need to be responsible. And so because she did that, like, she knows she, she lost her phone for three months. <laughs> wow. Um, so it's literally, like, it's it's an everyday, like, struggling, juggling act, but just checking in with them because, you know, we understand that their friends may have access to stuff that we don't allow them to have access to. Mm. Um, you know, and so it's like, if you want to do this, if you want to be on TikTok, like, come to me. I have it on my phone. I'll help, you know, we'll create it together. I'll check it before you post and then we can post, you know. So, yeah, it's 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 ongoing. It's, you know, this 
this world of social media is amazing and it, it has created some amazing relationships like you know we're having this conversation because of social media but raising kids in this age is you know it's a whole nother it's a whole nother thing it's scary but i think having these conversations regularly um and showing them you know I, you know sometimes we as parents try to shield them a little bit too much and then they go out and now they're curious and they try to find these answers on their own. And for us, it's like, no, we want to show you because we don't want you trying to explore and figure things out on your own and then, you know, get hurt some kind of way. Yeah, definitely. And I think also when the teenagers start getting more into the young adult stage, there are some things they're going to be asking you that they see yeah. that you may be uncomfortable answering you know, just based on gender or based on whatever they've seen or what the hypothesis is. And you as a parent, of course, you know, being through that phase and seeing exactly what it feels like at their age, how do you make sure that they're still knowledgeable without being explicitly um, comprehensive on the, on the matter? Because sometimes you want to don't, you don't want to say everything, but you want to also kind of keep it within the guidelines so they don't get too curious, (laughs) you know? Right. Yeah, I think that it, I think one, you have to understand it's, it's a lot of it is also personality. So like my youngest is very much like me. She's very sensitive. She, you know, so we know that there's conversations that we're going to wait a little bit longer to have with her, you know, depend or, you know, we might give her a little bit um, of information versus the other two that can handle you know, more than what she can. And so I think a lot of it is personality. A lot of it is age-based as well. Um, And so it's, it's, it's hard. It's definitely hard to decide, okay, what are we going to do? You know, and sometimes, you know, we might have those conversations and sometimes it's okay. I'm going to look on out school, right. And see what kind of uh, classes they have around this that's age appropriate and that they're also with their peers, right? Because sometimes it's easier for them to, you know, um, to grasp a concept or a conversation that's easier for them. You know, I, I mean, sex is everywhere, you know, so we can't avoid it, right? And so as a parent, I understand that if we're not having these conversations with them, somebody else is, or they're finding it out on something else, or. I mean, there, there's access everywhere now. Even if, you know, we have parameters set up and this and that, like it's everywhere. So what we've had to understand is that it may make us uncomfortable, but I'd rather them hear it from us. Um, and I'd rather open those doors of communication to say, if you have more questions, let's talk about it. I mean, for example, we have preteens, we have, you know, you know, there's puberty going on in this household. Like it's it's a whole lot going on. Yeah. Like nine eleven and twelve, nine eleven and thirteen. Um, so so it's like okay, we gotta have these conversations. Here's what can happen. Um, and even though I'm having these conversations, for example, with my daughters, yeah, I was like, you know what? I want them to see other girls their ages who are going through these things. So I found a class on out school that was girls, you know, puberty for girls, and it was for ages nine to eleven. And so it allowed them to get the information, even though I was having that conversation, but it helped them to see other girls their age, Mm. Um, you know, having these same, not only conversations, but they were asking questions that I'm sure my daughters were just like kind of nervous to ask. But then it was like, okay, like everybody's going through this. This is what, you know, to expect. And it made it, you know, a little bit easier. So for me, I'm like, okay, how can I continue these conversations you know, um, and find resources that will make them more comfortable coming to us to ask questions. I love that. It, it shows the transparency on how you want to give them that information without them being scared to ask. Because sometimes in some yeah. households, you don't want to ask because now you're, you're going to make the parent think that you're doing it, you know. So you don't want to have right. you don't want to have those off boundary topics that you now make them feel nervous to even raise their hand, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's so much out there. So it's like, okay, how can we, you know, I mean, even last year, just all the Black Lives Matter stuff, like, it was like, okay, my, my youngest is like, what is Black Lives Matter? What does that mean? And it's like, okay, now we're having conversations about that, you know. Um, unfortunately, like, literally within hours, before we even knew what was happening with the George Floyd case, one of my son's friends sent him the video. So it was like, 
it's out, you know, it's one of those things that it's like, if we're not proactive and thankfully we had already planned to, to have a conversation, but you know, something, some things like that can be avoided. Like they're going to get it from someone else. Their friend might send them a link there, you know, and before we can intercept it's there. So if we're not already having these conversations, um, you know, and that affected him. Right. And so it was like, now we're having a conversation and, you know, understanding like, okay, this is what's going on. Um, but I think that, you know, it's definitely one of those things now we're living in a time where information is easily accessible. Like regard, like it doesn't matter what the topic is, yeah. they can find it at this, in this day and age. And so, you know, being able to have that open communication because I didn't have that growing up with my parents, um, you know, now like it's, you know, it's, it's so funny to see them with their grandkids because they're totally different. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, I know that like there was a lot of things that I was finding out. Granted, we didn't have Internet like we do, but my friends were doing stuff. Right. And so I found out stuff the hard way. And I'm like, listen, I want you guys to come to us. We don't care what questions, like, even if you think we might be upset about it, like, we'd rather you come to us and let's talk about it before you go and explore. Like, <laughs> let's have a conversation. Um, that's, I think, the most important to me as a parent. Like, I never want my kids to feel like they couldn't come to us because we were going to shut them down or, you know, they couldn't trust coming to us and having a conversation about something, regardless of, of what it is. And so, you know, however way that we can, um, our concept is let's have an open dialogue. Like let's like let's talk about it. Yeah. So you know, we you, we use different tools because again we're we're learning. So we have you know this, this card deck um, that a friend of mine created, and it has like different topics. You mm. know, some fun, some more heavy conversations. But you know, we'll each take turns pulling a card and asking a question, and we'll go around you know answering the questions, and that helps to open up the communication it helps us to learn more about each other um and so you know whatever resources and tools that we can do to create um this open dialogue like that's important to us and so we're gonna we're gonna try it out <laughs> yeah i'm even wondering why why was it so hard then when there was no internet for people to speak and now when there's internet you want to speak like it doesn't make any sense <laughs> No, I don't know. It's really, it's really interesting. It's really interesting because I'm always like, man, we had to, we had to look up stuff in the encyclopedia if we were trying to figure out. Right. <laughs> like now, it's just as theory. Like I don't. Like, I don't it's very weird. <laughs> it's like you guys have everything at your disposal, and you know, even as a homeschooler. It's, it's challenging because, you know, now it's make, making sure they understand that you can't just copy something that you find on the internet. Like, you can use it to research, but you still have to create your own, like, thoughts and put your own words together. And so it's, it's an interesting time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about myself. When I do have kids, I wonder what's going to be like because sometimes I'm like, the way I had to find out things... I had to keep them away from, you know, so that they don't know. And I don't want to sound like I'm a bad person, but I'm not because of what I found. And it's like, I can't really have that conversation because there's no room to even ask in the first place. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I'll tell you, like, I'm, I'm just, we just go day by day because we never know <laughs> <laughs> what might happen, what they may, I mean, you know, we have had like instances with, you know, um, kind of sort of bullying, but just differences of opinions, like, we, you know, my, my daughter and her friends and, you know, with text. And so we always tell them, listen, you don't have to be friends with people. Yeah. Like just be and just because your mom and your dad is friends with someone doesn't mean that you need to be friends with their kids. If someone is not treating you right you need to stand up for yourself and be okay with letting that relationship go. And so she has, you know, I've overheard a couple of her conversations. She says, you know what? I think we need to take a break from each other. Like we just need to not talk because we keep arguing. And I'm like, exactly. Just do that. You know? So, 
um, and, and also be, you know, making sure they understand, like, you need to watch your words. You need to watch the words that you use and you need to watch how you make people feel. Yeah. Because if you don't like it and if it's not something you would like, then you don't want to do that to somebody else. And so it's, um, it's very interesting because the kids these days, it's all like text, like they might get on the phone, but they're playing, you know, they're, they're Roblox or, you know, um, so it's all like text conversations and, you know, just trying to get them to use their words wisely and making sure that they understand how to communicate and making sure they understand that sometimes the way they say things in text, it's going to come across harsher than what you mean it to. Yeah. Um, because I'll read something. I was like, Ooh, you see that? and it's like, Oh, well I meant this. I was like, well, that's not what it looks like, girl. Like, right. <laughs> That's not what that looks like. Exactly. I'd be in my feelings if I was her. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I think it's it's a balance between the two. And it really shows that you care and it also gives them the ability to have confidence because when they do have kids, they're going to go through the same thing. So it's kind of like what we're putting in today. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we tell them, I'm like, listen, like one of mommy's best friends from sixth grade, we started out as enemies. Like we couldn't stand each other. We were like literally about to fight each other. Um, and I'm like, but now like we're best friends, but it's like, you know, you may not get along with her kids and that's fine. Like, <laughs> right. You you know, maybe down the road y'all can get along. I don't know, but things change, mm-hmm. but you don't have to be in any relationship where anybody is making you feel bad about yourself or, you know, you just are not happy. You know, you're always spending more time arguing than you are, you know, having fun. Like y'all are kids. What? This this can't be that serious. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And even thinking about with kids and now let's say when the kids are gone and, you know, it's just now you, having, you know, having good time, spending quality time with your significant other. When you think about the time you spend and the time you spend on social media, how does that affect the relationship in terms of the dynamics? You know, it's funny. Um, Like my husband, like I said, he's very much behind the scenes. He does not like to be (laughs) front and center for anything. Uh, and so, but he also knows what I, what I do and is like, you go do your thing. Like I'm going to be over here in the background. Um, so when we're together, when we have our, our time, like we try to leave the phones, you know, even when we're doing our, like our family meetings, we're playing these card games and things like that. It's like, okay, we're going to put our phones over here. Um, you know, with social media being literally my business, uh, you know, it, it does get hard to juggle those things, but I always, again, I try to think and set the example for my kids because I'm like, I don't want them to be, but you said, I'm like, you know, sometimes I had to be like, okay, but um, you like this food that you're eating, right? You like the, but again, going back to making sure they understand the why, right? So for example, you know, as a blogger, I've had the opportunity to, you know, be invited to a couple of invite only you know, conferences and opportunities where the family got to come. So they've been to Disney World, I don't even know how many times now, um, because of the blog, right? But I had to kind of bring them in and explain to them, I'm like, okay, so you like these free things that we get at the house? Like, you like going on these trips? Like, this is why we're able to do it, because mommy is over here writing these articles, and mommy is over here. So when we, it's time to do take these pictures, like, y'all gonna take these pictures, like, because, you know, and not that they, you know, usually they were fine with it, but it was like, I need you guys to understand, you know, the result of what happens because of what mommy is doing, right? Yeah. And so when they started to understand that, it was like okay let's you know there there was no there was no if ands or buts about it like they you know they've been able to do a lot of their traveling you know because of the blog and so i think it's more so like let me let me explain to you what we're doing and why we're doing it um and then you know making sure that they understand the why behind it so it's we try to definitely compartmentalize like you know we don't get a whole lot of just alone time together so as far as me and my husband like when we are it's like okay what we want to do you know uh, we're both homebodies so usually it's like okay we're gonna watch a movie like okay kids y'all 
we're over here um but you know it's it's definitely a juggling act i think it helps that you know my husband is like whatever i don't you know i'm i know that this is what you do (laughs) and i'm just gonna stay out of it um but he he definitely um understands it and appreciates it so i'm you know i'm grateful for that and you know usually i'd be like okay i'm sorry i have to take care of x y z as soon as i do this then you know and i think it's I think for me, it's been about making sure I set those expectations up front. Yeah. Um, birthdays are important to me. So I made sure I didn't plan. Have, I didn't have anything on my calendar yesterday, uh, you know, other than having to take my daughter to gymnastics in the evening. But I was like, I can't set no meetings. I can't do, you know, and it's the same with the kids. It's like, birthdays are important. Like, I'm going to make sure that I'm around for these important things. Or if I say I'm going to take you somewhere or do something, like I need to make sure that it's on my calendar and I plan it out so that you feel that you, you know, that you're important. Right. And so it's, it's those things that having to learn that because I don't want them to always feel like, Oh, the work is important. No, it's important, but let's schedule this time. Like you need me to take you to the store. We're going to have to schedule it, you know, on this day, you know? And so they, they're starting now that they're getting older, they're starting to learn like, okay, we can't just do stuff last minute, like all the right. time. You know, it's like let's plan this. What do you need? And then let's plan for it. Put it on the calendar, and then we can get it done. Okay. What about Clubhouse in terms of activity? Because I saw on my phone recently that I spent about forty-two hours there, about in ten days on Clubhouse, which I didn't know, and <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, this is getting a little out of hand, but it, it's working because, you know, this is what's happening as a result. But when you think about it now in that state of mind where you are with everything going on that has to still stay under the house and still in order, how does Clubhouse yeah. play? Does it interfere? Do you have to spend time? Do you have to schedule it? What What's the dynamic? Oh, yeah, it definitely has to be scheduled. Like, so it's funny because I joined Clubhouse and then I'd be on it and then I realized like I was... I was spending a lot of time on it and I was like, oh, I can't do this because it'll get me sucked in. So then I turned off my notifications and I was like, I'm only going to come on the app when I know I have this block of time to devote to it. Um, and so my whole like process now, because I know that it can be a time sucker, especially when there's great, because there's so many great conversations and people on there. Um, so I, I do, I have to schedule it in. Or if I see that I have a, a you know a free block of time, then I'll put my alarm on my phone, and it's like okay, when it goes off, like you gotta get off. Like it, it literally is that um, serious because I know that I'll get sucked in. So, um, so I do schedule either times to just go in and listen and support, or just you know be on there, or to see other conversations and engage because I know that it's important and it has been you know great for business as well. But I can't, like, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't be on here for eight hours a day. Like, I can't, I can't right. do it. Like, it would be a, it would be a hot mess. So, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get anything done. So, um, you know, again, between just trying to be there, you know, for the kids and, yeah, it's, it's, it can be a lot. So, I try as much as possible. I put it on my calendar. Like, if it, people know, like, if it's not on my calendar, it's not getting done. Um, and then when it comes to Clubhouse, I know that if I click on that app, I need to have dedicated time on my calendar. Otherwise, like the rest of my day is shot. And right. Not done. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I definitely agree on that because there was a time I went on a hiatus on Clubhouse and I didn't show up. And somebody, <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> you too. <laughs> Because it's yeah. too much. At some point, I was yeah. like, man, this is draining my battery. This is draining yeah. my life. <laughs> so, and when you join the app, it's like it's not you don't know what you're going to expect either because someone can DM you and you never know what that conversation could lead to. But at the same time, if you're yeah. not there, you never know what could have happened. Oh, that's the thing, because they have this whole fear of missing out because there's no recordings there's no replays like you miss it you miss it (laughs) i will say the one um room that i do um outside of the one that we you know uh, um, connect with and network with um the social media room but et eric thomas has um a monday morning 6 a.m room every week and so i'm usually on that one 
Um, that's the only one that I'm like, literally I will schedule because I'm like, okay, it's this time, it's this time. You know, he's definitely one of my, you know, biggest like motivators and inspirations, like just watching his story and his journey over the years. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go in this room because I know I'm gonna get my Monday, my week off to a good start. Um, you know, and then from there, like, because it's so early in the morning, I might say, okay, I can spend another 30 minutes after this or 45 minutes after this and see, you know, what other rooms are happening. Um, but again, I literally have to skip. That. <laughs> so I, that. <laughs> I definitely understand. Yeah, I definitely understand what's going on. And even looking at your clients and the social scoop, do you see those two coming together when you think about interacting with clients and making sure that their brands as a personal brand is seen does that have any effect on you know showing them the way you mean for like clubhouse or just apps in general or yeah for clubhouse in particular like if you if some because some people are having their clients join the app as a brand because they have something to talk about you know their yeah. their special guests, their features. Like we had the honor of having um, Dr. Fauci yesterday. He was on one of the the rooms talking about everything that's going on. So these are like very random rooms. Like you said, you miss it, that's it. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it's crazy. Yeah, I do. I have definitely for the clients that I feel like okay, you you should definitely be on here. I definitely have mentioned it and try to you know, encourage it. But of course, because it's such a personal space, I can't show up as my client, right? Uh (laughs) They have to, um, you know, be able to make the time, like to to plan it in, you know, in the overall strategy. So for a couple of them, like we're definitely talking about how we can do that. Um, You know, but for some, like, especially for our done for you clients, they come to us because they're overwhelmed and they don't have time to plan out and do all this content. And so this is like a whole nother thing that it's like, oh, now you're telling me that I gotta be on it. <laughs> you're doing it. It's like, but there's some conversations that you really should be a part of. So, you know, I just try to send them, you know, relevant conversation screenshots of like, topic titles and things like that, that I'm like, hey, I think, you know, you should weigh in or jump in. You know, some of them have definitely at least created profiles. Um, (laughs) Just trying to get them, you know, to be a little bit more um, visible on here for sure. But, you know, it's such a great platform to build your personal brand and to, you know, be able to network and to really educate, especially for, you know, our clients that, 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 that there there needs to be a level of ed- education around their their products or their services. Um, I feel like Clubhouse is definitely a, a great platform to be able to do that. So we're definitely trying to get some of them over there. Yeah, <laughs> it would be great to have the community now that even Android is available. You know. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I shared that in my group the other day. I'm like, all y'all Android people that have been complaining about not being able to have access. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, it, this has been amazing. I've really learned a lot. And, and, and I hope the audience is also going to pay attention and take notes. Now, there's one more thing I want to ask you before we go. Pinterest. Because as a mompreneur, I know Pinterest is big for moms. Has that ever been something that has occurred to you as a business model? Or how is it going for you so far? Oh, Pinterest is everything. Um, You know, I can't say enough good things about Pinterest. The thing about Pinterest is, like YouTube, it's not necessarily a social media platform. It is a search engine platform. So, and, and, and the reason why it's so great is that your content lives on for months and months and months versus, you know, a tweet that has like a 15, 10 minute lifespan you know, an Instagram post that might, you know, have a couple of days lifespan, a Facebook post that might be, you know, a little bit longer. Um, Pinterest has been super powerful just in, you know, for example, like I was just sharing in on a call the other day that, you know, I was um, an affiliate for a hair uh, company. This was like years ago, right? I've had lockbox for almost four years now. So it was before that. Um, but, you know, because of Pinterest, I am still making affiliate sales like weekly because we just keep updating the pins. 
for the the old content that I had. Um, and we just update the pins every month and, you know, repin them and share them. And literally people are still using that. If it, like, so, you know, from a business perspective, like it's for sure. I mean, it drives most of my, you know, website traffic because again, you know, I can put articles on there and, you know, even if you just update the pins, um, but you're pinning regularly, uh, people will definitely find it. You know, we have clients that we run Pinterest um, accounts for, and they have seen a growth in their website traffic and product sales um, because we're able to, you know, pull that. One of them, we just were able to get verified. So that means that we're now able to create shoppable pins for their products. Um, and so we're eager, we're excited to see like how that is going to, to elevate the brand as well. But Pinterest is super, super powerful. So if you're, it's, it's definitely an opportunity to really be able to expand your reach um, because people are on there like moms. <laughs> you know, I was literally just telling my daughter, I was like, we're going to have to go on Pinterest. She has Spirit Week coming up for her, gymnastics states meet coming up. And so it's like every day they got to come dressed as something else. And I'm like, listen, mommy is not that crafty, but I know I can find something on Pinterest and we're going to find out, <laughs> figure out how to do this <laughs> together. Uh, so from a business perspective, especially if you have like, um, if you're a blogger, influencer, you're creating content, like and you need that content to be seen like pinterest is so so powerful and i think not enough people you know really leverage it the way that they should exactly that's what i've been preaching about for a long time just pinterest marketing and how people can get on there but i think people don't see the value until it happens to them and sometimes it's too late so it's all mm-hmm. good <laughs> yep exactly i hope listen to him y'all listen to him he's speaking the truth <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Christine. I appreciate it. If there's any, yeah, if there's any way someone can reach out to you, what's the best possible way to start working with you? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me. Thank you for uh, responding to my to my DMs after Clubhouse and seeing how we can definitely connect. Um, so I appreciate the opportunity to be on your platform. But yes, I um, if you want to connect with me or figure out how you can work with me, you can visit my website at socialscoopmedia.com. And if you enter your name at the bottom, your name and email at the bottom, we actually have a free guide and it's a, a content, how to create consistent content um, guide. And so, you know, you can download that. Um, I also have a free Facebook group. It's called The Social Scoop with Christine St. Bill. And so we share bonus trainings in there, tips, uh, tricks, (laughs) um, interviews with other experts like yourself. So I definitely can't wait to have you come in and do a training in my group. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that. Most definitely. The social scoop will definitely be scooped. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, Christine. And I appreciate it. You are so welcome. Thank you so much again for having me. You're welcome. Until next time. Take care. Take care.